Radio, everybody. This is your host, Jermaine Jackson, coming at you live from... Uh, actually, it's Mike Phillip. I don't know why I thought of Jermaine Jackson. Probably because it's the new year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it kind of affects people differently all over the world, I guess. <laughs> Don, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Doing Excellent. Right. Yeah, ready for ready for a show. Uh, and ready. I, I'm ready for 2016 to... Uh, not uh, let the door hit it on the butt on the way out. Fair enough. I, you know what? I loved 2016. I loved it. I'm still liking it. I mean, it was a great year on so many fronts. Uh, you know, whether or not you think things are going to change, it looks like we've got, you know, big changes on the horizon. Uh, you know, whether or not that means that we get into a nuke war with Russia or, you know, the dismantling of the Democrat Party, which I couldn't be happier about. It's about time. It seems like there's kind of a, <clears throat> a mass awakening going on with people, and that's directly reflected by CNN's numbers. I mean, it's, it, there's a direct correlation between the intelligence of the general public and the, the uh, ratings that CNN gets in viewers. Would you agree with that statement, Don? <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a good analogy. I think so. I mean, you can't seriously watch that. And, you know, it's good for a laugh. I'll give you that. And I had, uh, speaking of, the, of which, I had MSNBC on this morning. And it Why? was hilarious. It was so funny. I, I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, they, they're just, uh, they're failing forward, doubling down on the professional level stupid that we've, you know, all come to know and love from MSNBC. So, you know, it's uh, good for entertainment. Have we got Professor Mike? Nope. All right, no. so Professor Mike is going to be connecting in a minute Fat, here. Fashionably late. Fashionably late, yeah, yes. fashionable. That's what gen people generally describe him as, is fashionable. He's uh, he's kind of like a cross between Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, and Chuck Norris. <laughs> if, you know, if you can picture it. But Greek, right? And uh, <clears throat> he kind of looks like Steven Seagal for those of you who have never seen Professor Mike. Mm -hmm. So let's launch the 33rd episode and last of 2016 of American Uck Radio. Of us, the <laughs> <laughs> you, my friends, are in deep doo-doo. America Nuck Radio. In your face. 
space. That's right, everybody. 2016 is circling the drain. It's getting long in the tooth. And I never really, I never really got the whole uh, celebrating another year. I guess maybe it's because you lived. Um, and a lot of people, uh, in the millions actually, died in 2016. But most of them weren't very important. So, we're going to be going through some of the major events of 2016 that people... Uh, have lodged in their brain like it's more important than anything that ever happened. Uh, Don, did you see the new Star Wars Rogue One? I did. What did you think? I liked it. I thought I it liked was, the last I, fifteen minutes. I, oh, oh, I, I enjoyed the whole movie. <laughs> it um, wasn't bad. I, I I liked the way that it uh, made the connection, you know, between the the last one that we saw and uh, Episode Four. I thought they did a pretty, did a pretty good job. It wasn't bad. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely opened a can of worms with the CGI of Princess Leah. That was a little weird, I have to admit. But they did a good job of it, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked, it was better, I think, CGI than some of the other things uh, that we've seen that they tried tried to work with, but uh, it still, it, it kind of struck me, you know, I mean, you could tell, whoa, look at that. That is definitely, C of course, it had to be CGI house, would you make it look like the, the original Princess Leia, but... Well, uh, unless they found weird, some huh? young girl that looked like her. Correct. You know, but, and it's interesting because now, because of uh, all these stars dying and the ability to CGI them into future production, they are seeking legal protection for their character, right? So, you know, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, is not going to want to be cast as uh, Cher sometime in the future. You know what I'm saying? Which they could do, <laughs> you know. So I'm, mm, I'm trying they're to wanting to that. protect their legacy, and so uh, what'll happen apparently is a family heir will be named as a trustee, and uh, you know any decisions as to you know uh, uh, you know Carrie Fisher or somebody like that will you know go past them. But that raises an interesting question. What if you have a uh, disgruntled person in the family that decides to screw everything up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do they know that they can trust their future heirs, right? Well, what would you envision if somebody, let's say there was a disgruntled uh, family member, what would they do uh, that, that somebody should be concerned about? Well, they could uh, say, you know, they could rework the Sylvester Stallone biography, uh, you know, where he transitions and comes out of the closet or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's one example. All right. Or they could, you know, set up a beloved uh, actor or 
actress as a total jerk or a drug addict or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's totally possible. Gotcha. I think we might have Professor Mike finally. We got Professor Mike? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hello, hello. Early so I got a text from Professor Mike about 10 minutes ago. He said he fell in the shower. Are you okay? Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for telling everybody that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I slipped and I fell and I banged my knee on the side and then I fell out of the tub onto the floor. My cat came running in wondering what's going on, saw me on the floor, and I guess he just didn't care and he walked away. So Your cat saw you naked on the floor? Ah, well, you know, it's, it's one of those... Uh, those mm. those those Michael family household <laughs> things that happens. <laughs> you're lost for words. Well, I you know it. what? If you're going to end the year with a bang, that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah, I, that's right. I, I definitely, yeah, I'm definitely ending it with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> bang on the floor. Oh, right, right under my kneecap. It it feels lovely, quite lovely. It's it's the the knee hitting the side of the tub that hurts the most. Falling out just kind of. Uh, 2016 is almost over. Mike's falling in the shower. Princess Leah is dead. American Oak Radio will be back after this. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. to support the nominee, but he's not going to be the nominee. That's just not going to happen. Well, I don't think it's likely that Donald Trump will be the nominee. Well, I, he is not going to be the nominee. Well, I'm going to support the Republican nominee, and I'm comfortable that it's not going to be Donald Trump. I mean, could he actually win? No freaking way! <laughs> well, the Fox News decision desk has called Pennsylvania for Donald Trump. This means that Donald Trump will be the 45th president of the United States. And that's how it happened. I mean, you want to talk about the biggest news story of the year in 2016? It had to be the presidential election. And Donald Trump had actually talked about running for president way back in the 90s on the Oprah Winfrey show. Uh, even though she was black and he's such a racist, he was a regular guest on there. I mean, you know, the guy, and, and now listen up, okay? I realized that, you know, I, I liked a lot of what Donald Trump was saying, okay? I really did. And, you know, the idea of make America great again, reform the tax code, health freedom, all these things he was talking about. Cut off deals with Saudi Arabia, uh, get rid of the EPA, all of this stuff. That, that, that He was speaking my language the whole time. But 
I did want to temper my, uh, you know, I wanted to believe the guy, but at the same time, you don't want to be a sucker, right? And let's face it, we've all been lied to by politicians uh, so many times that you can't count, right? So I thought to myself, I really don't know a lot about this guy. I I don't, right? I mean, I, I know what I've seen. And what was put forward, and so this, there was this documentary that was put out in order to make him look bad. They labeled it, uh, here's why Donald Trump is the biggest psychopath in the history of the universe since anything that ever happened. He's the worst person. So, okay, fine. I sat down and I watched it. It was an hour and 20 minutes long. And it went into how he expanded his development into Manhattan and a bunch of the things he did. Now, there was nothing. There was not one thing. And keep in mind, this this documentary was made with the sole purpose of making him look bad. Number one, there was not one thing that was criminal. Not one. There was a lot of shrewdness. There was uh, times when he took advantage of a situation, but there was nothing illegal. Okay? And people are saying that he's, he was basically a crook or that he, uh, you know, he, well, his dad gave him a bunch of money. Wrong. That's not what happened. And the things that they brought out to try to make Donald Trump look bad, I, let me give you one example. Okay? The skating rink. In Central Park, New York City. The city tried for six years to get that rink going for the good people of New York City to use. And they couldn't do it. They spent uh, $12 million trying to get this rink going. That's how incompetent these guys are. So Trump stepped in. He said, if you guys can't do it, I'm gonna. So they brought this guy out who was an ice maker in New York City and he said Donald Trump ripped me off okay getting this ring going he ripped me off he got paid and I didn't and over the course of the interview with this guy that wasn't very long he went into how Donald Trump met with him and said look I want you to get this ice just right but I want you to do it pro bono and so the guy says Yeah, I'm Italian. Bono, sure. Sounds good. (laughs) So he went ahead and did the work. And then he says, and then I found out that pro bono means working for free. Donald Trump ripped me off. And I thought to myself, no, he didn't. Your ignorance ripped you off. He actually made his intentions very clear right off the bat. And I got to say, when I was like, Nine years old, I, I knew what pro bono meant, okay? And so he didn't actually rip anybody off. He just talked them into working for free. <laughs> and so, but my point is that th- these were the things that he was bringing forward, uh, the, whoever made this documentary, in order to make the guy look bad. But I found that it didn't make him look bad at all. And it was actually pretty educational for me. Now, he could come in 
and do all that. I mean, what are your predictions, Don? What do you see happening here with this for 2017? With Trump and politics in general? I yeah, have, well, with the Trump I presidency. Really no, I, and the pre- I have no idea, and that is what I'm so excited about. Honestly. I hear you. It's the unpredictability. Um, it's the fact that we've got something that in my lifetime has never happened or ever been put together. If you look at the people that he's appointed to his cabinet, uh, it's like you would never expect these people to ever have been appointed to these positions. It's not that they can't handle it, but they are not the well-groomed people that have been, uh, you know, aspiring from those positions since they, uh, you know, went to college. Uh, so it, the unpredictability of this situation is what I am the most excited about because, you know, finally, we have no idea what's going to happen, and I think that's a good thing. That's just it, and he's, he's, uh, he's rode a wave of nationalism and anti-globalism, which I'm a big fan of, okay? Now, I'm not just blanket trusting the guy. I mean, here's the other thing. I live in Canada, okay? With the election of Justin Trudeau, we do know what's going to happen. The economy's going to get worse, and we're going to get taxed out the yin-yang, which is already taking place with the NDP here in Alberta. In fact, we have a brand new shiny carbon tax going into effect tonight at midnight. And yesterday, the gas price at the pumps was 99 cents a liter. We have the metric system up here. So today, it was a buck six a liter. So the gas price went up seven cents a liter overnight. And for Alberta, that's not very good. Mine's a dollar twelve. <laughs> yours is a dollar twelve. Yeah, but you live in Ontario. Everything is overexpensive there. Yeah, but it was it was like ninety four cents just less than two weeks ago. Oh, so yours <laughs> went up with ours. Mine went up astronomically, considering you know all things considered, it's it's it went up you know a good almost twenty cents. See, this is why Quebec needs to separate. Well, I just don't like Quebecers. I mean, <laughs> I just, that's that's just me. I'm I'm just racist and prejudiced against them. That's all. I I it's don't like have the, anything. I don't Quebec have anything is like the, the Arkansas of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, and Super Don. We're talking about the biggest events of 2016. Call in lines eight five five six six zero four two six one. We'll be back after this. to American Up Radio. The call-in line is 855-660-4261. We've got Phil in New Mexico on the line. Hang on right where you are, Phil. We're going to get to you. Let you say your piece. Let's go on a little bit with the uh, events of the U.S. federal election, which I got to say was absolutely fascinating. I loved it. It was like watching the best uh, 
It was like a big, long Stanley Cup game. You know what I mean? Things kept going back and forth. The stakes were high. People were really scared of Hillary Clinton getting in. I mean, before the break, I was talking about how Donald Trump made his money, and there was nothing illegal. Now, if you put how Donald Trump became a billionaire next to how the Clintons became billionaires, uh, there's no comparison in regards to criminality. I mean, there's, you can't even come close. And not only that, but she had huge donors. I mean, how much money did she spend on this election? It was in the billions, wasn't it? It was outrageous. Yeah, it was just an outrageous yeah. amount of money. And she lost. So, you know, she had to recently go before her biggest donors and uh, explain to them that their money was wasted because of Russia. <laughs> yeah. Russia. And, uh, and it was them all along. We had Gary Johnson. Gary What's Aleppo Johnson, uh, you know, making a fool of himself. And in the process, making libertarians look really bad, I got to say. I mean, you know, I, I, I consider myself a libertarian. And Gary Johnson does not speak for me. Would you agree with that statement, Don? Uh, yeah, well, you know, the thing about Gary, and I, I, I'm a libertarian myself, um, and it's very difficult to find a, what you would consider a true, uh, unadulterated classic libertarian that has run for office. The closest thing we've come to that was, uh, Ron Paul, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, yeah, Gary Johnson, he's got some good things, you know, about it, and he's kind of there, but the Aleppo thing was a major, major gaffe for him. Now, now I will admit that when I heard about this, and everybody was making this de big deal about Gary Johnson going, uh, what's an Aleppo? You know, yeah. I, I had to, I kind of, I'd heard about Aleppo, you know, but I couldn't like sit there and like tell you everything that was going on. I had to look it up myself. So, you know, I get, I get negative points too, I guess. Uh, but, but then again, I wasn't running for president. So I guess you know, that, that would be the difference. Gave us all a chance to feel high and mighty for a while. Aleppo, isn't that a dog food brand? <laughs> I, 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 I no just doubt. don't know. I just don't understand. Well, you know, and it's not like they were playing gotcha. And it wasn't just the Aleppo thing. Was, uh, I mean, they asked, uh, I think it was Chris, Chris Matthews said to him, who's your favorite world leader? And he couldn't come up with one. I mean, he's not very good on his feet. you got to admit that. But he likes marijuana. So, you know. And mandatory vaccinations, apparently. Yeah. Now, see, and that, that's what I'm telling you right there. That's the, uh, how can you be a libertarian? And yeah. support mandatory vaccination. Just doesn't work. Doesn't jive. Yeah. Let's go over to Phil the Pissed Off Vet in New Mexico. Phil, how's it going? Well, I was going to complain about the lack of humor in this country, in your country, but uh, listening to your show today kind of redeemed everything. But I was just wondering, how in the hell did the two Muppets get voted into the Senate? You know those two guys over in Europe that I think it's called over and then uh, Stadler? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, ho, 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 those two guys. <laughs> what the hell are they doing there? They're over there stirring up a bunch of shit. 
I, I don't know what the hell this is. Like this, I find this kind of funny that they would be doing this, being the people that they say they're supposed to be for America. I I I don't know what to say to that. I I didn't vote for the Muppets. Well, <laughs> somebody did. <laughs> and then there's that other guy, Bert. I think it is. Uh, oh man, Bert and Ernie. Yeah, yeah, those they're two. they're Muppets too. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the White House. One one's uh, Blackbird, and the other's White Ernie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just trying to be politically correct, you know. Ah, uh, okay. You're doing a swell job. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like that I can do that sort of thing. I do know a good Bill Clinton joke. If I Let's hear it. Tell it real quick. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton had a parrot, and he had a houseboy that he wanted to look after. I think the houseboy's name was Brock. But anyway, they killed him. He had to look after his parrot, and if anything happened to him, he'd lose his job. So make a long story quirky. The bird died. He had to go around Washington, D.C. to look for another bird. He found one in a house of ill repute that he wanted to buy. The guy didn't want to sell it, but he said, I need this bird, and he'd pay anything for it. They paid this huge amount of money for this bird, took it back to the White House, and uh, taught it how to say some of the things that that uh, Clinton's bird knew how to say. So anyway, the Clintons come home. Chelsea walks in the room. The bird talks about body parts and uh, explanatives, and she gets all freaked out. And, Mike, I'll explain that to you later if you want to talk to me privately. And then he does the same thing to uh, Hillary, and she's all freaked out, and they can't understand who's taught this bird all these dirty words. And then Bill walks in, and the bird goes, hi, Bill. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Bill had been frequenting the whorehouse of the oh, bird. Yeah, free, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Words, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, what a funny joke. I could have taken time, but I know they only have so much time, and then uh, I'm done. Are you glad Trump got in? Am I glad Trump got in? Oh, my God, I'm telling you. I was dancing up and down the street watching all these people on the side of the road crying. It was funny. <laughs> You're a cruel man. After he went, after he won, I went over to the uh, University of New Mexico and, and brought a pony. So it was all good. <laughs> well, at least you treated people right. That's uh, that's all yeah, you can I, ask. I, I did. I bought a whole case of bubbles and some uh, stuff like that. So just like somebody came over. Yeah, some Play-Doh. In case I had some friends over that were uh, <laughs> Democrats and uh, you know they were upset, I could give them something to play with for a while. But you know, that's the other big that. story of the year is how offended everybody gets over everything these days. Oh, safe spaces. That was like oh, like one of the God. big things of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I was thinking if you could build custom safe spaces, you could probably make a lot of money. So you can tell a lot of ethnic jokes around me because I don't know what the hell I am. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. Phil, thanks yeah. for calling the show. It's always good to hear from you. Have we got time to take another call from Ronnie in Nevada here? <clears throat> Two minutes. Let's see what's going on with Ronnie. Ronnie, what's up? Well, you got the pissed-off coal miner truck driver. Now I'm just going to give you guys a few good things about 2016. I don't know if you had the live show last weekend. apologize if I couldn't make it. Calling live. I had. I was sitting in the toilet lounge, and I had to go to the Avon party to get the scrubbing bubbles to make the, my cheeks soft and soothing. <laughs> the cheeks on your face? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that oh, yeah. too. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's all easy going. Uh, anyway, you guys forgetting about a couple of things there real quick. Like, well, you got to remember Anthony Weiner. He had a special 2016 deal. He announced that he had increased his by so many inches. And Miss <laughs> Hillary, Miss Hillary says this just ain't any. Election is just an erection. And one last thing, just to make you guys happy about 2016, when Hillary was on the drill team, she had this habit. She would jump up in the air and do the splits. The only problem was she stuck to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that, gentlemen. You have a good day and uh, happy new year, buddy. We look forward to carrying you over into 2017. Mike, Mike, and Super Don on American Hawk Radio. We'll be back after this. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. Mike and Super Don back on American Hawk Radio. We just had a great couple of calls from Phil and Ronnie, regular contributors to the show. Thanks a lot, guys. And we were talking about the U.S. federal election and how much things changed and how the Dems are thrashing around trying to blame anybody else or anything else for their tremendous loss at the polls not only not only the election but uh they they lost what was it like a thousand seats or something like it just they're decimated they're done but don't worry they came up with a plausible explanation as to why they lost the election russia There's no doubt now that Russia has used cyber attacks against all kinds of organizations in our country, and I am deeply concerned about this. There are children suffering in this catastrophic war, largely, I believe, because of Russian aggression. The Kremlin, meaning Putin and the Russian government, are directing the attacks, the hacking in the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. So that last clip was Barack Obama during the first debates with Mitt Romney when, when he initially got in. And he actually made fun of Mitt Romney 
for saying that uh, Russia was the biggest threat to the United States of America. And he said, uh, you didn't even name Al-Qaeda, right? So it was, it was Russia the whole time. Now, of course, Barack Hussein Barry Satoro Obama has changed his tune. Now, they've recently said we've got to punish Russia. We got to make them pay for getting Donald Trump elected. So, they announced a new round of sanctions, none of which are going to hurt Russia, by the way. It's not, it's not going to do a damn thing. None of it. Also, they're expelling Russian diplomats from the U.S. Now, the Russian foreign ministry put out a tweet saying, well, maybe we should expel all the U.S. diplomats from Russia. But the adult in the room, Vladimir Putin, stepped up and said, no, we're not going to expel all the Russian diplomats. In fact, we're going to invite their kids to a Christmas party at the Kremlin. (laughs) Thus making Barack Hussein Obama... Look like an idiot. Like a, like a little kid throwing a tantrum. I'm just uh, curious. If the Russians, let's say, let's say the Russians, you know, somehow hacked up Hillary's voting and whatever and made it so that she lost. How exactly would Russia change the paper votes? You know how a lot of states still use paper votes? Well, how did they you, hack you bring that? up a good point. Why wouldn't they just use paper votes in the first place and, and avoid any worries of hacking to begin with? Well, but I think really like the, the focus that's being put here on Russia is not so much that they hacked the votes of the election, but that they were behind the hacking of the DNC. Yes getting the emails, working with WikiLeaks, and put it, you know, letting this information out in order to damage Hillary in the election so that Donald Trump would win. So by mean, showing like, everybody ex- what she said. Yeah. Well, by <laughs> see, and that's who she is. Listen, this has been pointed out uh, numerous times. Ben Swan, uh, he does really good work. He, he, he put a video together. And basically, you're making the point that you don't hear anywhere. Is it really relevant or really more important how the information was exposed versus the information itself being true exactly nobody wants yeah. to, to to talk about that it's like oh well because they exposed this and if it, it, they claim that russia did it that somehow should make it like inadmissible evidence in the court of law or something but you know the, the point that you just don't hear enough of is it doesn't matter if russia dug this stuff up or china dug this stuff up or a girl scout troop dug this stuff up or whatever it doesn't matter who got it if you notice in the campaign never anywhere did i ever hear hillary or her campaign dispute the information that was being put out there all they wanted to do was try and damage the information because they said russia was behind it yeah, they tried to demonize uh, Julian Assange, too, but he was like the darling of the left during the Bush presidency. You know, when he was, when WikiLeaks was exposing, uh, you know, it's, it's really partisan. Uh, it, you know, it, it changes loyalties within the Democratic Party and the Republicans, I might add, change from year to year based on political expediency. I mean, it's really obvious. So, you know, and not only that, but uh, 
I'd like to bring up a statement from John McAfee on Russians and hacking the DNC. The FBI or any other agency says the Russians did it, or the Chinese did something, or the Iranians did something. That's a fallacy. Any hacker capable of breaking into something is ex- extraordinarily capable of hiding their tracks. If I was the Chinese and I wanted to make it look like the Russians did it, I would use Russian language within the code. I would use Russian techniques of breaking into organizations. So there simply is no way to assign of uh, uh, a source for any attack. This is a fallacy. This is what the FBI and other agencies want us to believe so that they can manipulate our opinions. But I can promise you, if it looks like the Russians did it, then I can guarantee you it was not the Russians. There you go. I mean, yeah, that's like saying, uh, you know, we found a bottle of vodka uh, (laughs) at the DNC, you know, so we know that there was Russian agents there, you know? Yeah, no, and listen, when McAfee, uh, listen, there's nobody out there, in my opinion, more knowledgeable, more of an expert in this field of cybersecurity and hacking than John McAfee. I mean, he, he literally invented the term. And, uh, you know, you, you have, how can you disagree with him? If somebody is sophisticated, knowledgeable, has the expertise to be able to break into these government databases, get through all of the safeguards and the firewalls and all that kind of stuff, they're not going to be stupid enough to drop their wallet on the way back out the door. That's exactly. not how these guys are going to operate. Well, that's just it. And, and to say, oh, yeah, okay, so we found, uh, you know, Russian language in the code. Therefore, ipso facto, vis-a-vis, it had to be the Russians. That's intellectually lazy. I mean, any kind of a good investigator would want to know why would they be so lazy as to leave, you know, footprints in their own code when they hacked it. You know what I'm saying? They accidentally dropped their, their their monogrammed handkerchief. Fell uh, exactly. You know, the, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. And not only that, but it's just playing this stupid blame game. And you know what? I really don't blame them for trying. I don't because they've got a lot of people to answer to. I mean, the Saudis are probably really mad at the Clintons now for blowing all that money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, they were looking forward to unfettered access to the White House, just as it has been all along. Surprise, guys. Long came Trump. And not only that, but there was this whole pay-to-play. People were speculating that the reason that Hillary was keeping a bunch of State Department uh, information on a private email server was so that people could pay to get access to things that she put on there in the first place. And it was easily hacked. I mean, she's guilty of so many things that all she can do is sit back and say, oh, it was the Russians, you know? And I, and I and like I said, I don't blame them. Who I do blame in all of this, and I think it looks really bad, is the, uh, the major media, MSNBC, CNN, for reporting the story like it, like it has any kind of uh, validity whatsoever. I mean, think about it. Mike, Professor Mike, have you ever known somebody that's a hacker? Um, yes. <laughs> All right, let's leave it at that. You don't have to name names. Yeah, but, I, I, I do. <laughs> but listen, if they were to go and hack, say, uh, NASA, 
would they leave behind evidence that they did it? No. No, they exactly. wouldn't. That's not, that's not the way hacking works. I mean, no. They, they, there would be no evidence if, if, if he were to do it. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, not NASA, but uh, yeah. I mean, the things that have happened, there was no trace. Exactly. Mike, Mike, and Super Don and American Act Radio. I just got a tweet from Devious Dave Rose talking about Homeland Security tied to an attempted hack of Georgia's election. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's going all around. We'll be back after this hard break with more coverage of 2016 on GCN.